1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. I am Dr. Marianne Pinkston, and welcome in. I am here to talk about a few topics that are important to your health and topics that I talk about a lot at clinic and thought I could put this down on tape, so to speak, and get this out to radio Land and to the podcast and to YouTube. And if you want to hear or see some of the other shows, please go to DRP, betterlife.com, D-R-P- pbetterlife.com and listen in or watch it's on all of the podcast platforms including YouTube and so let's uh, let's jump in leaky gut so i think everybody at this point has heard about leaky gut as a topic but really do not understand what it is. And I don't think many physicians out there understand what it is either. And leaky gut is something that actually, I think in the future will become or not become, it already is, but will be seen as the most critical entity in disease that is at the basis of our immune system, our emotional and mental health. And all of the issues that we are facing now, such as autoimmunity, food sensitivities, depression, anxiety, these are some of The many things that are affected by leaky gut. Also, patients commonly tell me that they have acid reflux or diarrhea, constipation, you know, irritable bowel syndrome. These are many of the, uh, you know, uh, symptoms that patients will experience and talk to me about taking a lot of over the counter medications, a lot of prescription medications, things that are just band aids that are actually not helping the gut underneath. So when we say leaky gut and gut, what do we mean? So the gut is essentially the intestine. So the intestine, you know, we look at the intestine as playing a role of just, you know, uh, getting waste out, uh, kind of a, a yucky system that nobody really wants to talk about. But the intestine, turns out, is probably one of the most important organs in our body. The intestine actually makes 80 to 90 percent of our brain chemistry. So dopamine, not dopamine, uh, dopamine is excluded there, but serotonin, norepinephrine, these are a lot of the uh, chemicals that are made for the brain that help us with depression, anxiety, and other emotional issues. So if we are not making those brain chemicals, then we are not able to sustain or stabilize our emotional uh, selves. Have you ever said to yourself, I have a gut feeling, or I just felt this in my gut? Or, you know, when you're on a roller coaster, and you said, you know, my heart is in my stomach, things like that. There is some actual underlying biochemistry and physiology where our gut plays a huge role. So the other thing, too, is our immune system. So your immune system basically starts with a lot of exposures in the gut. So back in the 90s, when we started genetically modifying foods, such as corn and soy, wheat products, peanuts, uh, lots of different nuts, that was something that our our bodies no longer recognize in the gut, and those miniature particles or those tiny particles actually can cross over the gut wall. So the intestinal wall becomes leaky and allows little channels to open up and allows those food particles and toxins and whatnot to cross over into our bloodstream and lymph system. When our body sees that, it's like a virus or a bacteria, and we, you know, sense that there's something foreign there, our body will make antibodies against these particles and then become uh, heightened our, with inflammation. Inflammation and antibodies circulate throughout the body and sees this all the time. I mean, how much gluten and dairy and you know other processed foods do you eat daily that we are exposed over and over? The immune system and all that inflammation becomes overwhelming and turns and then attacks our body and becomes an autoimmune disorder with the thyroid, the joints, the neurological system. Many different systems are affected. But probably underlying the most important thing, we've covered this in a few shows now uh, looking backwards, is the microbiome. So the intestine houses bacteria in numbers and in variations that outnumber cells in our bodies. And that microbiome plays an important role. Usually we think of bacteria as something that's a pathogen or something that we're supposed to get rid of, something that's unnatural and harmful to us. But these bacteria that live in the intestine actually. Are very live very synergistically with our bodies and help us to make the right type of brain chemicals and and uh, you know things that are important for us to live and control our immune system and keep us healthy. So as we take in lots of genetically modified foods or uh, pesticides that are associated with foods, as we're under immense stress, imagine all the antibiotics you've taken in your life. When you take one Z pack or azithromycin, a round of antibiotics. You kill a lot of your good bacteria that takes two years to grow back. And imagine how many times you've done that with a ZPAC or other antibiotics. So when you kill out a lot of those good bacteria from stress or those toxins in our foods, then that microbiome lessens in variation. The good numbers and the good types of bacteria lessen and the bad overgrows. That is when we begin to get issues with our emotional mental health or with you know the sensitivities to certain foods we also get a lot of gassiness, bloating digestive problems the acid reflux or the issues with you know constipation diarrhea many patients come to my office having trouble with irritable bowel syndrome or what they call irritable bowel syndrome and have you know diarrhea where they'll eat something and they get the urge have to get up and run to the bathroom and that is the diarrhea version of it. There's other names for it. Small uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth syndrome. So SIBO or um, many other uh, topics. There can be colitis. You can have inflammation of your intestine that is an autoimmune disorder in itself. So Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, microscopic colitis. Those are issues where you do need to see your doctor and get a colonoscopy and rule those things out as an underlying issue. But if not, it could be very, very Simple. There is an antibiotic that we use called Ciprofloxin that is really not a typical antibiotic. It kills out all of the bad bacteria, allows the good bacteria to survive, and the good bacteria then grows and repopulates and allows us to get back to uh, you know better digestive system. This leaky gut syndrome is so widespread. It's something that I see every single day, and patients are really you know under. Are educated about, and the doctors here, you know, I can't tell you how many providers, I have a lot of students that come to my clinic and I teach them every day about how important leaky gut is to our underlying uh, emotions and to our system. So when I have a patient that comes in with some underlying depression or anxiety problems, you know, there could be some genetic reasons behind that. There are lots of different reasons to have these issues. But when I talk to them about the importance of that microbiome in leaky gut underneath and how we need to treat that to support our emotional health that is something that begins to dig deeper into the fact that they you know usually come in with a complaint that they have constipation or you know diarrhea or a lot of gas and bloating intolerance to foods acid reflux we get into the fact that they do have some issues such as anxiety underlying PTSD even there's so many different factors emotionally that tie into leaky gut. So when you are given an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication, which I actually do think these medications are wonderful, very safe. But you have to support that underlying gut and make sure that we are rebuilding the intestine to have that solid kind of concrete wall where particles don't cross or also build up the um, microbiome and the bacteria. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. And so many patients are asking me, how do I rebuild my gut lining and how do I support that microbiome? And I'm very, very picky when it comes to things like probiotics, prebiotics, that, you know, there's a huge world out there of supplements. You've got to be very, very careful in the supplement world because anybody can sell you anything. They can label anything stating that they have studies behind it or it's doctor-recommended. You know, there are so many different ways that supplements can get around the, you know, certain regulations that are very, very light because the FDA doesn't regulate much of these products. Many times you'll read that they have to have so many billion uh, colony-forming units or CFUs, things like that. You can put a lot of colony-forming units and, and numbers of bacteria inside a capsule, but are they alive? Are they the right mixture? Are they the right types? So when it comes to probiotics, I am very, very picky. There are very few that are, you know, designed to be under the insurance system. Insurances generally don't recognize leaky gut as a diagnosis and generally don't cover probiotics. There are a few, VSL number three is something you can ask your doctor for, but insurances generally won't cover it. So there are a few that I recommend. Uh, There's one made locally, and some of these I'll have products I can have on my website where you can access them. Some of them appear to be under websites where I may be selling, and I do not sell products specifically. Definitely don't make enough money to do anything with, but I uh, do recommend certain uh, probiotics in certain companies. So prebiotics, many patients will ask me, what is a prebiotic? So you have bacteria that starts in the oral cavity or the mouth, goes all the way down through the stomach and then through into the intestine. Your small intestine should be sterile. It should not have any bacteria there. But these probiotics that you take when they go into the mouth, if they have a prebiotic to them and have a certain uh, dissolve factor that allow the uh, bacteria that start in the mouth to be fed the right way, if you're giving them prebiotics, then it feeds the mouth and all the way through in the intestines. And it helps to Support the bacteria that is there and supposed to be there, and that needs to grow. The probiotic then is something that is uh, after. So you know antibiotics, meaning anti, you know, a microbiome, and so probiotics mean they help to grow the microbiome, and it's impossible to know what bacteria actually should live in the intestine. We've gone around the world and tried to look at the intestines of, you know, various people like the blue zones, the centurions, and you know, people who you know, live a long time to see what their balance should be. But after being exposed to the different foods and different areas where, where they live, different antibiotics and medicines, different stressors, we really don't know what the perfect microbiome should be. So we try to take as as much knowledge as we have and we do have significant Significant amount of studies and knowledge about what a good probiotic should be, and have populated several forms together that you know there's there's many um, probiotics that contain maybe one or two, maybe three or four different types of bacteria, but really there are probably about seven or eight that should be there plus the prebiotics. I also like to combine it with digestive enzymes. So digestive enzymes help to populate the stomach and allow for the acid levels to be balanced enough to digest your food. We can get into that topic later down the road called achloridia. But to have a good digestive system, it starts with the mouth, goes through the stomach, all the way through to the intestine, and you've got to be very selective. You also have to understand where your probiotics have been. How are They manufactured. How are they stored? How are they shipped? You know, after they're shipped, how are they treated? A lot of these bacteria in these capsules will die off. So you may be taking just you know kind of a a microbiome powder, so to speak, of dead organisms that have arrived at your home. So you really do have to be very very careful in your selection. The other thing I like to do as well is provide something that helps to restore the gut lining. Now in a few weeks I'm going to have Dr. Stephen on the show, and he's going to tell you a lot about some of his products that uh, I like that has to rebuild the gut lining. And so we'll talk some about that in a couple of weeks. But these are things that I'm also going to have on the website to uh, help rebuild. So marshmallow root, aloe vera, there are plenty of uh, types of you know supplements that you can do. I also recommend people take a good adrenal supplementation to help with your stressors. So your adrenal glands like ashwagandha, L-theanine. Those are also great things to help settle down the gut. And then just try to avoid antibiotics as much as possible. You know, there are times where we do need antibiotics. Our bodies are extremely strong and able to take on a bacteria get through the process of fighting it, and get through getting over it. The problem is you don't want to spread to others. You also don't want to miss too much work. But if you can avoid taking antibiotics at any cost, then you absolutely should and allow that uh, gut bacteria to grow and flourish and repopulate in the bowel. So again, I'll have some of these products on my website, and you can go to drpbatterlife.com. You can find all of my YouTube and and The platforms for the podcast: Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and also too you can watch me on SiriusXM at the Healthy Choices Network for PD Labs. You go to pdlabsrx.com and you can find the Healthy Choices Network. I do need to say a couple of things about Pinnacle Research, though. Pinnacle Research, Texas, is my sponsor, and they have been extremely good to me. But they are somebody that I support in uh, in return. Because because of the work that they do here in South Texas for fatty liver. Fatty liver is a very dangerous and silent disease. Many people do not know that they have it. And it's very easy to get screening. All you have to do is go to PinnacleResearch.com. You can get a fiber scan. get scheduled for a fiber scan. It takes about 7 to 10 minutes. It's very easy. Uh, doc, actually a, a provider will come and visit with you after you have the testing done. Go over that with you and let you know if you have this disease or not. And then they have many options for treatment, which is wonderful. There's a lot of great things happening at Pinnacle Research. So go to PinnacleResearch.com and schedule your fiber scan. As far as leaky gut, you know, there are some concerns that patients, you know, uh, that I get concerned with anyway. There are some alarming symptoms. If you see blood, if you have fevers, if you have significant weight loss, those are reasons that you do need to get into your doc. You do need to ask for screening for colonoscopy. That occurs at the age of 45 now. We used to wait until 50, but now at the age of 45, we are asking patients to get their colon screening. It's not as bad as you think. It is actually the prep the night before, which is the most difficult part to deal with. But even then, there are some ways of getting that prep to clean out the colon, to allow you to get your screening done. It is something you will sleep through. You'll wake up and say, well, when are we going to get the? test done they'll be we are already done so it is something very very easy to do if you have a large family history you might even need to start earlier than that so please don't ignore symptoms please get in and see your doc. leaky gut is something very very easy to diagnose and treat but we also need to keep our ears and eyes open for the other things that might be out there we are going to take a short break and come back on the other side and talk a little bit more about leaky gut thank you
2: Fatty liver is linked to two different situations, alcohol and diabetes, or obesity. In both cases, patients can have no symptoms. In the United States, and in particular, Texas, the most common cause of liver disease in general is non-alcoholic fatty liver, again, associated with overweight, obesity, and or diabetes. Additional risk factors include high cholesterol, high blood pressure, Hispanic ethnicity, and postmenopausal status. At Pinnacle Clinical Research, we offer a quick, non-invasive ultrasound-based screening assessment called FibroScan. This test is done at no cost to you, and we do not take insurance. The test will measure the fat and stiffness in your liver and state your risk and development of fatty liver disease. You will meet with a provider immediately following your scan to go over your results. If you're interested in getting more information on your liver health, please call 210-529-7978 and schedule your FibroScan today. We are conveniently located in the Medical Center at 5109 Medical Drive.
1: there. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Marianne Pinkston talking a little bit about leaky gut today. And leaky gut is definitely something I think many many patients suffer from. Probably second to low back problems and back issues. So leaky gut is extremely common. We talked a little bit about colon screening and the things that uh, patients need to do if they see some alarm symptoms to come in and get their screening done. But other than that, you know, we talked about a few supplements. One of the supplements that I left out is called L-glutamine. L-glutamine glutamine is very important to a lot of systems in the body. Actually, I use L-glutamine for my rheumatoid arthritis and for pain. It helps me a lot with my uh, tendonitis and pains, uh, aches and pains that I have in joints and muscles. I also use it after a hard workout too. And Sonia, my trainer, Sonia Romish at Unique Physique, when she gives me a, a rough day of it and I'm sore afterwards, L-glutamine is very helpful for that. So you can imagine it's a great anti-inflammatory. L-glutamine is Perfect for leaky gut in the intestine to help control inflammation and seal the gut lining. So, L-glutamine is another uh, factor that I include with some of the supplements that I mentioned earlier. But let's also talk about a few foods. So, it's incredibly important as well to look at the food that you're eating. I mean, not only do we take a bowl full of supplements every day to control all the, the things that we want to avoid, the diseases we want to avoid, or the symptoms that we're having now, but we also want to make sure that we get the right intake of foods. I asked people to look at clean eating. So clean eating that was uh, coined by Toscarino, another uh, guest that I've had on the show in the past. Clean eating is something that means you can avoid a lot of processed foods, avoid a lot of fast foods, certainly the wrong type of fats, the wrong type of carbohydrates, but to eat more organic and clean pro- uh, non-processed foods. So in the organic area, I know things can get pretty expensive. So I asked patients to look at the clean 15 and the dirty dozen. If you just look that up on the internet, I'll try to include that on my website as well. But the clean 15 and the dirty dozen are certain fruits and vegetables that should be cleaned before, or should go organic and purchase organic. And those that you don't have to really focus on being organic because they have a hardened shell on the outside or something that is easily to wash and clean any pesticides off. So pay attention to that. The other thing you want to do, too, is look for certain foods that are fermented. So there is kombucha. A lot of uh, people in South Texas know uh, kombucha. And that is a type of fermented, uh, almost like a yogurt drink or a fermented drink that helps to rebuild the gut and feed the gut appropriately. Things like sauerkraut, another hot thing in South Texas with a, a large German population, sauerkraut. And fermented foods in general. You can get pickled items and that can help. The other thing you want to do is make sure you're getting plenty of omegas and healthy fats. You want to avoid things like gluten and dairy. So dairy, why do people need to avoid dairy? I think dairy in its cleanest and finest form, if you have cows that are truly organic grass-fed and not grain-fed from the industry that has genetically modified or you know used pesticides and fed the grain to cattle, but also allowed them to be grass-fed out in an open pasture, but also the fact that they haven't been given antibiotics. So use antibiotics and growth hormones in order to make the cows bigger, to give bigger cuts of meat, but also to prevent certain infections. And those are things that are transmitted to us that help break down our gut. So you definitely want to avoid uh, dairy. It's not just the meat, but also the milk and the milk products that uh, have these chemicals as well. So you also want to look at things like sprouted seeds. So uh, bean sprouts, chia seeds, flax seeds, things like that are also very healthy and good to build up the gut. That brings about omega fatty acids. Chia seeds and flax seeds are high in omega fatty acids. That also helps to rebuild the gut lining. And uh, there's plenty of herbs and spices, so curcumin and, you know, again, I mentioned aloe earlier. Those are all things that help to rebuild the gut lining. When a lot of patients ask me about yogurts, so that is generally a dairy product. You can do more of a goat uh, type of product or something very clean, but the Uh, the probiotics that they put in yogurt generally are just one or two probiotics in their cultures. They are generally at the very bottom of the canister. So you have to stir them up really well. And it's okay to give that as an addition to your dietary needs. But I think as a solid single source of probiotics definitely isn't quite the best source. Again, you can augment your diet with it. So those are a few things to look at when you're uh, trying to seal and help the gut rebuild itself. And again, that is very, very important for your immune system to lower your autoimmune issues, also just to help protect against uh, diseases, flu, COVID, you know, coughs and colds, other things that we are exposed to, viruses and bacteria, but also to to prevent that autoimmunity. Many patients come to me with autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, even all the way up to multiple sclerosis, neurological conditions, allergies, just general seasonal allergies, things like, you know, stuff runny nose and eczema and asthma, those are definitely autoimmune conditions too. And underlying leaky gut can add to those as well. And so when you're building up your immune system, you are protecting yourself against the issues of depression, anxiety, and PTSD. And that will help you to build your brain chemistry, make you feel a lot better about getting up and facing your day. And we can all use a little bit of that. So I'll spend the last few minutes uh, letting you know that you can find me as well as other shows. I I think I have about 103 or 105 now that you can go backwards and look at. We talk about hormones. We talk about many guests here in the local uh, San Antonio area, but I have many wonderful national guests as well and a huge array of topics and websites. Go to my website, drpbetterlife.com. Take a look. You can find plenty of links to uh, other areas of the podcast or YouTube where you can find more information. So, drpbetterlife.com. You can also find my blogs and information on where to find me here in San Antonio as a practicing physician. I do have a clinic here locally. And I'll have more information about those products and other things Leaky Gut Driven. I like using Josh Axe if you go to uh, draxe.com, so dr. A-X-E You can find a lot of information in his library there, as well as people like Mark Hyman, Jill Carnahan and others. So please join us next week. And if i coming in the next few weeks, I'm going to have Dr. Stephen Gundry talk about leaky gut as well. And we will see you guys next time. Have a good week.
0: You've been enjoying The Better Life with Dr. Marianne Pinkston. For more information, go to drpthebetterlife.com. That's D-R-P, thebetterlife.com. And listen next week for The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston.